Hey guys, we've been working really hard this season on producing a new episode for the first and third Tuesday of every month. But I don't want to leave you hanging on the second and fourth Tuesday. So with that in mind, we're going to start giving some bonus material that's only going to be available for our podcast listeners. We're going to present to you today audio from a recorded video we did a few years ago where we talk about the difference between in-camp versus out-of-camp conditioning. I think this is an incredibly informative video, and it's going to help you as both a coach and an athlete. So I hope that you enjoy the listen. And... Tune in next week for a new episode. Combat Theory presents in-camp prep versus out-of-camp training. All right, so in-camp prep, how many weeks out from your fight are we talking about? Six, eight weeks, weeks, somewhere around there. Let's say six to eight weeks, okay? Now, look, some of you guys are amateurs, and that means that you're um, fighting veritable. So you might be, you know, training, 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 and then that – uh, in camp prep might be two weeks. It's happened. It might be a week. It might be five days. But I want to look at this as an amateur, as a pro, and as a coach. So you guys have those lenses on. Are you a coach? Are you a pro? Are you an amateur? Where are you headed, right? In camp, six to eight weeks, what is the focus? What is the focus in camp? Diet. Skill. Skill. Repetition. Skill. Okay. No, no, no. Game plan. Game plan. What's another name for game plan? Strategy. Right? So if we know nothing, if we know nothing about the fighter, what's our game plan? But we know nothing. We know nothing about them. There's no video on them. We know nothing about them. It's their debut fight. We know nothing. What are you the best at? Your game plan is what are you the best at? All right? That is your focus. What if it's somebody that we have a lot of tape on? What do we do? Make specific plans for attack. What is he the worst at? Where do I think I can win this fight? Right? We'll look at this as like MMA. So um, what are you the best at if you know nothing about the other person? Like what, what are you the plan? Like from an MMA perspective, are you a great striker? How do you keep the fight standing up? If you are a great jiu-jitsu guy, how do I get the fight to the ground? That's your game plan. Now. If we have a bunch of tape on the guy, you're fighting a pro, you're fighting someone we know, we watch a lot of video, the strategy is different, right? Now the strategy is, where do I win the fight? So if this guy's a great uh, jiu-jitsu guy, and I don't feel like I can win the fight on the ground, my strategy becomes, how do I keep the fight standing? What is my strength and conditioning focus in camp prep? Need to start locking down conditioning, Okay, I can't gain strength, so what is my? Cardio. Maybe. What is my primary focus of strength and conditioning during camp? Okay. Nope. Recovery. How do I survive? How do I survive during camp? So a strength and conditioning coach, his focus during camp is recovery. What do I have to do? What modalities do I have to do? to get him in recovery. Now, somebody brought this up earlier. This is only if my fighter is within 10% of what? Of his fight weight. If my fighter comes in, he's at 10% of his body weight. All I care about is keeping him around there and recovery. He's got to survive camp. He has to survive camp. Yes? Okay. 
What if my fighter comes in above? My focus becomes weight loss. I don't want to be here. Why? Because weight loss is going to supersede recovery, which means that he's going to be tired. He's going to have a calorie deficit that he doesn't enjoy, or she's going to have a calorie deficit she doesn't enjoy, and she's not going to be able to fully recover because she's not eating enough, or he's not eating enough. Does that make sense? This is why it's incredibly important for a fighter to come in at weight, and at weight would be described at 10% above his fighting weight or her fighting weight. Yes? Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. Okay, so game plan. Let's say I watch video and my guy has the best double leg takedown, right? The guy that I'm fighting has the best double leg takedown. What do I need? I don't want to take it to the ground. He's got the best double leg. What do I need? Yeah, what do you think? Takedown defense. Take defense. What if I have terrible takedown defense? Full work, maybe I can find something else I can do instead. That's a good one, right? Okay, if I don't have great takedown defense, maybe I have really good distance control, which ultimately is takedown defense, right? But let's say that my guy is not a great takedown defender. I'm gonna try to find one thing that works and I'm gonna try to rep the fuck out of that. I'm gonna try to rep that over and over and over again because we already know that we're behind the gun. All right, so. Really, in camp, I'm not developing tools. I'm not developing tools in camp. All I'm trying to do is take the tools I have, make them work within inside of my game plan. Does that make sense? Okay. So out of camp, what is my out of camp focus? New skill acquisition. New skill acquisition, tools. Tool development. Tool development. All I'm focused on out of camp is tool development. Okay, so from a MMA standpoint, that means I'm working on my Grappling, wrestling, transitional fighting, cage work, cage work jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, striking. I'm working on my tool development. Now, if I'm a world-class wrestler, should I be working on my wrestling out of camp? Of no. course, of course I should be. I should continue to refine my skill, but I also need to be working on the stuff that I am not good at, okay? So, what is my strength and conditioning goals out of camp? But what if, what, okay, you said gain strength. What if I already am very strong? Maintain. Okay, so this is going to be assessment based. How are we going to do that assessment? Two ways to do it that I like. One, what happened here? I'm going to look at the last fight. I'm going to say, you know what, my guy, um, he's got, he had bad cardio in the last fight. Okay, so my assessment is he's got bad cardio in his previous fight. Maybe he didn't previously fight with me. He fought in another camp. I'm going to say, okay, man, this guy came in the gym. I watched his last couple fights. He's got bad cardio. We need to work on his cardio. Okay? Um, strength. He got outpowered. He's getting outpowered in his weight class. Then I need to work on my strength. Okay? Assessment-based. Now, you as a fighter, if you don't have a coach or you're not in a camp or you're watching at home, you're, you're doing that assessment base maybe for yourself. You know, you're deciding, well, you know, what's going on. What if you've never fought before and you want to fight, but you're, you're, you're 30 pounds overweight? Well, then your, your assessment is I'm overweight and you lose weight. Does that make sense? 
Now, the last thing I want to say is you guys have to understand that often, often, fighters just live up here. They just live in camp. And what they do is they fight, they, they go to camp, they do a fight, and then they're gone. You don't see them for three weeks, a month. They go on four vacations like Joel over there. And then they get a fight. And what happens? Camp mode. Back, they go back into camp mode. Are they ever getting better? No. No, because they don't have time to work on their tools. All right? This is where we talk about something called 52-week athlete. 52-week athlete. You're only going to be, you know, pro fighter. How many times does a pro fighter fight in a year? Three. Three. Twice, one time, all right? You have to be a 52-week athlete. You have to be working on your athleticism 52 weeks a year. T tell me, talk to me about great fighters that are 52-week athletes. Khabib. Khabib. Mayweather. Mayweather. May I saw a video yesterday of Mayweather jogging in Vegas um, uh, like three days ago, right? Name somebody else. GSB, George St. Pierre, uh, probably the original mixed martial artist, 52-week athlete. Like, if you see George St. Pierre today, how's he look? He looks great, right? Because he's a 52-week athlete, okay? Now, we can all name some fighters that look terrible, that after their career, they, like, they look like me. They gain 40, 50 pounds. They don't, you know, they eat too many cheeseburgers, right? So that's incredibly important. Now, most of you guys right now are what? Out of camp, out of camp, which means that you should be working on your tools. Joel, you've, you've got two kickboxing fights. Eventually, you might want to fight MMA. You should be continuing to kickbox, but adding in wrestling and jujitsu, going after the next belt, doing tournaments, right? Gil, you've been here, what, three months? Okay, so you've got to work on a lot of tools, right? You've got to do assessment. How many people here is going to the, are lifting weights? or doing weight type resistance training outside of one, two, three, four, five? Sometimes. Sometimes. Guys, if you're trying to be a competitive athlete, that means that you are training 52 weeks a year as an athlete. Now I wanna make this very, very clear. When we talk about 52 week athlete, I don't want you to be in this building 52 weeks a year. I know, it's a beautiful building. 52 weeks a year, I want you to be an athlete, which means that when you go on vacation, you do athletic endeavors, all right? When you're like, hey man, I'm gonna be out of town for five days, find the gym there, go for a jog, go for a swim, you know? If you're at a resort in some beautiful island, run the island, check it out. Just don't get murdered and blame, you know, combat theory later on. Does that make sense? You guys have to understand this, yes? They, they say, well, when you fight, this is what happens outside. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, like, now, Yes and no, right? Because like Tyson, uh, great, a great skilled athlete, but stuff would happen outside of the gym and it would break him, right? You know, like Aldo Connor, Connor broke Aldo. The, Aldo's a better fighter than that. You know, that's a long time ago, obviously, but like you guys have to understand that, yeah, this is determining how good you are. What you're doing the last six weeks of your fight might be important, it is important, but is it as important as this? No, no. How many of you guys are doing assessments on yourselves? One, two, three. You did yesterday. Well, you did a, a post-fight debrief, right? For you guys at home, after uh, one of my guys' fights, 
we do what's called a post-fight debrief, where we rewatch the fight, we talk about the camp. Um, you should be, if your coach is not doing that with you, get a new coach. If you don't want to get a new coach, do it yourself. But you should be doing a, a post-fight debrief. I used to call it a post-mortem, but people got mad at me. Does that make sense to you guys? Yes. Questions? You, listen, yeah, we're filming, but this is for you guys to learn, too. Any questions on any of this? Yes. What would you recommend to, as structural based as a 52-week athlete, like balancing out strength and conditioning and like working on your full throughout the Okay, that's a good question. From a conditioning standpoint, I recommend that most athletes are doing some type of total body lifting three days a week with a 48-hour to 72-hour recovery period. Okay. Yeah, so maybe you're Monday, Wednesday, Friday doing some type of total body strength and conditioning program, right? Kettlebell work, you know, complex movements, but like you got to find out what's right for you. You know, I think that you could be very successful with a barbell, a couple of dumbbells. You could be very successful with some rocks. You don't, you don't need to spend, you know, we spend a million dollars here. You don't need to spend a million dollars here to be successful, okay? Um, but it's based on your lifting age, that's, can be, that's a very complex question, right? Um, in camp, your amount of strength and conditioning is going to go down, right? But if you're outside of camp, three days a week, you should be doing some type of total body lifting, resistance-based training. A lot of guys should be doing strength training. I said guys in, you know, non-binary, non non-gender-based, right? You guys should be doing a lot of strength and conditioning, right? Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. How much cardio you should be doing? Depends. Depends on your cardio. Depends on how, how intense your training is. Or right. you, have you had better success doing like um, high intensity or steady state with your guys, like just mixing it up? The unique thing about MMA is that it uses three energy systems. Yeah. Okay, so because it uses three energy systems, you have to be able to work on all of those. Um, so it, it kind of depends on the athlete. If I have an athlete that, you know, they're running six miles a day and, and they got good cardio, I'm probably not going to work on more like long, slow distance. I'm gonna to try to work on more high intensity stuff, but that's gonna be assessment based. So when a guy comes in, I'm seeing how he's moving, I'm seeing how he's working in camp, I'm looking at his career as an athlete, and like, you know, hey man, I, I get people that can run 15 miles uh, every day, right? But they can't do like sprinting, right? Because their energy system needs to be worked on. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want you guys to understand that like, fighting is more than just Tough. Ultimately, skill-based training combined with mental and physical toughness wins fights. If you aren't doing self-assessments, if you aren't doing tool development, right? If you aren't maintaining a proper weight, you can't be successful. All right, but all of these things are things that you can work on and develop, no problem. All right, I don't believe that people are born fighters or not born fighters. I don't believe that. I've seen the most talented people in the gym disappear, not become successful. And I've seen the guys that came in that were terrible win a lot of fights because they put in more work. I think that's it. Anything else? All right, guys. If you're watching at home, please like, comment, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Woo!